It's always so fun. Once a week, we have Melinda Garvey come in here. Good morning. Publisher of Austin Woman Magazine. Good morning. And you always bring friends with you. And you brought a handful today. I'm a little little nervous. Wow. Yeah, I was feeling a little sleepy this morning. And I'm like, oh, this is the perfect person to have in here. She will light us up. (laughs) Lisa Copeland, who you may know from uh, Fiat of Austin, Alfa Romeo of Austin. How are you doing? JB, how are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm a little good. sleepy this morning, though, yeah. so don't, don't have too big of expectations for me. So we are, we're off to a good start with this pair. <laughs> so if you ever have an office coffee pot that's like oh. the big built-in machine, and then you take one of those pumps, you know, the big, tall pump, and you put it underneath <laughs> the machine and hit... Pre, you know, press play. No, I've never had one of those. Obviously, well, you have not had one. <laughs> we have one of those. We have one of those here. And uh, Melinda and Lisa went back there and just pushed start. No, Melinda pushed start. Let's push get that straight. I was trying that to was be you. a good friend because my friend here did not bring coffee with her and she was desperate for coffee. I, it was in the goodness of my heart. I think she thought it was a Keurig and so she just pushed it and held a cup underneath <laughs> it. Really it was brewing a we whole pot. Well, yeah, just point of clarity here. The, the, the p- big pump thing that keeps it hot and you, you, know, you pull it out of the way. Did not get put underneath it. Yes. So we were okay. just we well, were bu- just pumping coffee under the kitchen floor. And I was yes. sitting there watching it like a train wreck. Exactly. And then Johnny She's comes watching. in, and I was like, "There's supposed to be a pot there, right?" He's like, "Why don't you just put your cup underneath? Why don't we start with that?" <laughs> You're just watching it spill. Stop the flow. It. Yes. Let's stop the flow. <laughs> just like watching a waterfall, huh? Uh, just it's it's early, JB. I don't know how you do this every this morning. This is early. Oh come on! You're in the automotive industry, and you and ought to know that we don't get to work before I don't know you noon. Crazy long hours. <laughs> yeah, but you're there till nine or ten o'clock. Well, right. What, exactly. what, what time's the service drive open there? I wouldn't know because I'm not up that early. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard things. I've heard things. Rumor has <laughs> it we open at seven, 7. a.m. That's what I damn thought. Rumors. I, I figured it would be seven a.m. because everybody tries to drop off their cars before they uh, head into work or you know get a, a ride or well, a loaner. Well, don't whatever. break, so I don't That's know. We true. don't. We don't have. Much you don't even have a service, service drive. drive. No. <laughs> no, only only from your used cars that Just, come in, right? Yeah. Oh, because you bought one of those used cars <laughs> from me. <laughs> I did indeed. All right. You guys are full of it this morning. What's going on with you, Melinda? Oh, my gosh. Starting the new year at the magazine. How's that going? Um, It's going great. You know, we've got an awesome new editorial team and they're just they're killing it. They really are. And it's just it's been a lot of fun. So we just put the February issue to bed last week. It'll come out into this. Well, tomorrow. Gosh, I mean, it just, you know, and we're just rolling. That's the thing is we're already rolling. You know, March is planned and already, you know, happening and we're planning April. I mean, April is deep into the planning. So it's just, it's pretty crazy. And we've actually, um, we are um, relaunching a big signature event, our Women's Way Business Awards. They're going to be awards oh. for women-owned businesses. And that's going nice. to be June 9th. Did I win? So we're, <laughs> <laughs> of course, shh, shh. Um, Anyway, but it's going to be really amazing. We're very excited about that because we feel like the women-owned businesses in this town just really don't have a place that. where they can be recognized. So that's going to be one of our big signature events. Um, and, um, you know, we're just hoping to bring a lot of recognition and prestige to these these amazing businesses. So Wow, very yeah, cool. So we are, we are busy, as usual. All right, I'm pulling it up here right now when... I'm trying to see exactly when Lisa Copeland was in Austin Woman magazine. Was it 
February of 11. February, yeah, 2011. February yeah. 2011 yeah. cover. Yes. Right? Yes. That, did that change your world? Changed my life. Did it? Like, I have to tell Melinda Garvey every day, you changed my life. <laughs> but come on, tell them a real story, because it kind of did. I mean, this is, I mean, it's a source of, it it's, is. it's a did source of pride. Did you guys know each other before that? Yeah, we did, actually. Yeah. Um, from some events and we, stuff? We had known each other from events. I remember when I first met, she called me up, actually. We had run into each other and met each other at a couple of events. But I remember she called me up and she says to me, she's like, we need to get together. You're, I've been reading your magazine for years. It's my favorite magazine. It's the only magazine worth anything in this town. I want to get together and, you know, get to know you. And, of course, we met one time and we were best friends. So yeah. they're, they're, I mean, it was really like one and done. So Yeah. Cool. And that was, that was, I don't even remember when that was. It was well, a couple was, years before that. Yeah, it was, it was a few like years in 10 before. or in, yeah, 09. The, 10. Yeah, and then she forced me to put her on the cover. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm yeah. kidding. I was like, what? The cover? Me? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, what was that like you, to well, see yourself on the cover? You know, like all the, like go to Whole Foods and see like stacks and stacks with your picture. Well, on you it. know, it was like 30 days of fame. It was crazy. It was like I couldn't walk in anywhere, like from the nail salon, little Vietnamese girl, oh, I know who you are. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> so, um, um, it was fun, interesting for sure, because it's definitely the most circulated magazine in Austin, Texas. No doubt. And then I, I was agree. on an airplane a couple months ago, and I'm sitting next to this gal. I'm I'm coming in from Detroit, and I think I had to fly into Houston, so it wasn't direct into Austin. And so I, I sit next to her, and she's got Austin Woman Magazine open. I'm like taking her picture, texting Melinda, having to get go go online so I could text her. <laughs> <laughs> like, just to get that text just out. To get that text yeah. out. Yes. You, spent, you spent ten bucks just to get that one. Text I did. Out. It was like I needed my 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 friend to know that she's loved worldwide. Uh. Well, and she had a cool. She um, right after. Um, I mean, it was within. It was within a week or a few days, yeah. maybe after you were on the cover, you got a very um, amazing phone call that yeah. went to voicemail. But what? so I, I saved the voicemail. I was so excited. Yeah. What was it? It was the editor of Marie Claire magazine, and she and what? she said, and me being a fashion major, right? That's Vogue, Marie Claire. It's like your dream yes. uh, voicemail. Are those the two biggies? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, and she said, "Well, we saw your story in Austin Woman magazine, and we saw the cover, and so now we want to do a story on you." Of course. So, okay, so I got Gail King and Marie Claire magazine. Just saying, <laughs> Oprah, where are you? That are reading that have you have verified accounts that they read part That's of right. your magazine, That's right. Right? right? We actually have pictures, and you know they're posted everywhere. When when, when Gail King at uh, Austin uh, Austin Spa, had yeah, it. like Austin yeah. Spa, yeah, yeah. Yes, we've we've told that story. You don't. Again, yes. No, that's no. It's, what's the really exciting. Here's, the, here's the great thing, though, is that what we're trying. It just it goes to what we're trying to do. We're trying to give a voice to women that are doing all kinds of incredible things. And of course, for those of you who don't know, I mean, Lisa is sort of this this icon in the automotive world. I mean, she is a female in a decidedly male mm -hmm. world. Um, she's on the National Dealer Council Council with all men, you know, and and it's pretty amazing, you know, what she's done. And of course, man, she can drink all those boys under the table. That's hey, all I'm saying. Hey, 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 hey. That's the only hey, problem hey, is hey, now that she's into, she's she's like so deep in this, you know, this this old boys, you know, world of automobiles that the that when we go out as girlfriend, none of us can keep up with her. We're like, holy crap! Like, what happened to you? Like, we're all daintily drinking our little wine. She's like, come on, let's go. Well, she, got places like, to go. You guys are we? She may drink. Them under the table, but they're not in here pumping coffee onto our floor. <laughs> hey, that too. That was Melinda. Okay, I'm gonna admit I was watching it like a train wreck because I wasn't awake yet. And thank God Johnny came in. Was, what are you doing? I'm like watching. Mm. All right, let, let's break this down because I don't know the whole story, the background, what led you to where you are. And I'm very, very curious because I, I grew up around the uh, automotive industry. We've talked about it. Right. My mom was a, a business manager for car dealerships her whole life. 
and I washed a lot of cars in my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I just, oh, it makes me sick. A wet rag just <laughs> makes me want to Just hurl. can't do it, huh? <laughs> so it is a male-dominated field. Oh. To the level that you have achieved is got to be 95% men. Am I close? Yeah, probably. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So where what was your first gig in the automotive industry? I was a car salesman. Yeah, I bet you were good at it. I was. <laughs> where was that? Cars. Oh, but she needs to tell you why she became a car salesman. That's the great, oh. that's the best part of the story. Please oh, do. wow. I didn't realize this was going to be all about oh. me this morning. That's this right. is an expose, I baby. finished that's, my coffee yet, That's people. what we do. Oh. Melinda brings her favorite guests up here and oh. we, we uncover things. <laughs> wow. Okay. And if you cry at any point, that's bonus. Oh, good, 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 good. Well, if I don't get a second cup of coffee, the tears might start flowing real quickly. Um, so I was a fashion major in Dallas and of course, as any good fashion major would do, she spent all of her allowance from her parents buying clothes. And, uh, so I was never, I wasn't paying my car insurance. So I had a pretty bad wreck in Dallas. And of course, when I called my insurance company, I was a sophomore in college. When I called my insurance company, I said, oh yeah, I wrecked my car. I need a new one. (laughs) It's wrecked. And they were like, well, we haven't gotten your payment. Uh So back then, you know, you really could say the payment's in the mail. Right. Because there was no internet. I'm like, oh no, 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 no. I sent that payment. The last four of them? No, we haven't gotten any (laughs) of them. So uh, I called my dad and these were words that defined me the rest of my life. I said, you know, dad, I wrecked my car and um, the insurance company said I haven't paid. Now, they're lying. (laughs) Straight, they're lying. But anyways, and so he told me, he said, you know what? You need to figure it out. I'm like, what do you mean figure it out? I'm in Dallas. It's the 80s. I'm a fashion major. There's not a bus. And if there was one, I wouldn't be caught dead on it. (laughs) And so (laughs) I'm like, what am I going to do? What does a girl do who sells skirts for a living? And so um, a friend of mine, uh, my husband, actually, at the time, he just graduated from college and he was selling cars. And so he said, you need to sell cars. And I was like, huh, how does that go? And I said, why would I want to sell cars? He goes, because you get one to drive for free. So I interviewed. Well, that was, the 80s were good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That yeah. doesn't happen yeah. anymore. Does I was like 12 or something. Did you peel out in the Chevette? Is that what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I had a Cavalier. Thank yeah. you very much. And I was okay. darn happy to drive it around. It's better than walking. <clears throat> and so uh, I interviewed like six times for the job and they didn't want to hire me. It was the largest domestic store in the country. So there was 90 salespeople. And they're like, you know, yeah, they're like, you couldn't sell cars. I'm like, I don't know if I can or not, but I just know you get a free one if I get hired. <laughs> so it's I'm just, motivated. It's so true. So I just I, I just kept going back and they just kept turning me down. And what's so funny, the guy that that didn't want to hire me, but I finally weaseled my way in. When I see him nowadays, he likes to say, well, I'm the one who got her started in the business. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And he better never say that in a bar in front of a crowd. (laughs) Because then the real story comes out. It was the wreck that got you started. Well, yeah, and me just groveling for this job. I mean, I just didn't know what else to do. So sometimes necessity breeds destiny. And were you an instant hit at selling cars? By the way, our guest is Lisa Copeland from Fiat and Alfa Romeo. I love Austin. that. I need to tweet that out. Necessity breeds Please. destiny. God, that's good. Awesome. Give, me, give me one Damn. more of these, Tony. I'm going to roll. I forgot to tell you what I put in your coffee. <laughs> um, so how long did it take you to become a success at, at being a salesperson? Because I would be terrified at, with that new gig. Yeah, you know, I I don't know how you define success, but what I did figure out and what I still do to this day is that I've always said I'm not in the car business, I'm in the people business. So I would talk to the people that nobody else would talk to. So you can imagine, right, 80s, Dallas, flamboyant, all of that. And 
So the people that would come in that didn't look like they could afford uh, afford a Corvette, mm-hmm. you know, if, if all the guys on the floor thought it was a Chevette buyer, and they had those back then, mm-hmm. they would throw them <laughs> to me. Oh. And so I was fine with that. So because I've always connected with people and I love people. I love that. Yeah. You know, I... Uh... When I go car shopping, and I know I'm going to be walking onto lots, you and better I, not ever shop again, JB. I haven't bought you know a, where to come. I haven't <laughs> bought a car in a long time, but I intentionally throw on shorts, flip flops, and an old T-shirt. You just want to look broke. Well, I just want to find that salesperson who takes is, pity is, on you. Is <laughs> 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 who's exactly what you're talking about? Right. Yeah, but what year is your car? Yeah, that's uh, mine's a 2001. Yeah, we need to talk about that <laughs> after the show. I it's bought, been a while. <laughs> I bought it brand new. It was, yeah. Yeah. My wife, on the other hand, uh, gets a, a new car pretty often. So, yeah, we need to talk. Yes. And so, how long were you selling cars before you moved to the next uh, gig or the next? About a year. Up the, up the chain, I guess it would be. About a year. Yeah, about a year. Really? Yeah, not, not that long. But, you so know, then and you and became I, what, like a sales manager? No, a finance manager. A finance yeah. manager. Yeah, so I started doing the finance side of it. And that's really, I think, where I found my niche just in life is in finance. So I did finance for a long time. And then I ended up moving to Austin. Um, and then I stayed. And then I was a platform finance director for several stores here in town. And then I had young kids to raise, and I just decided the car business wasn't conducive to the, raising kids. The hours are long. Yeah, they're miserable. Growing up around it, the hours yeah. are horrendous. Yeah. I mean, we're in the retail business. You, you we're joke, Macy's. But you joke about being there late. I mean, being not being there at 7 a.m., but I bet you're there really late a lot of evenings. I used to be. Used to be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. A lot of hours. Yeah, when I call her, and then when I call over the and five thirty, and they're like, "Oh, she's already gone for that." I call her, and her sales like, "Oh, what half day today?" You know. <laughs> well, <laughs> to your credit, you probably have hired the right people. I do. I have an amazing. Team. And that is what affords you to go home at a decent time. I didn't say I was going home. Just I was the <laughs> Come on. Come That's on, right. now, she's now available for me. happy hours. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I usually have some kind of friend to meet, Melinda Garvey. <laughs> And then, mm-hmm. so what was the next step after the years of doing finance for several dealerships? Uh, I, I walked away and I got in the mortgage business. And after about six months in the mortgage business working for someone else, I thought I could do this. So I started a mortgage company and it kind of went. I didn't went, know that. I, I, didn't. I thought it was all in auto industry. No. I didn't know that. No, I stayed in the mortgage and, uh, business about 12 years. Uh, little plug, Austin Mortgage Associates, still going strong today, 19 so years later. Were you in mortgage when it was just like, here's a piece of paper, you're approved for five times what you make a year, go for it? Yes. Yeah, that was <laughs> great, wasn't it? That was scary yeah, and great. Why am I back in the car business? What are well, we doing here? But now it's, trust me, I'm, I'm, I'm going through a, a, a loan now and, um, the, the information they need today right? compared to 10 years ago yeah. is, is insane. Yep. It, is. it uh, is. It used to be so easy. I mean, like, I, go I pick would out your money. <laughs> but it was, it was easy. It, I'm, I shouldn't say that. You were doing it, but it was just a different time. It was a different time and uh, not near as regulated. But it was, you know, it was a great industry and it afforded me a lot of freedom. And it, you know, it let me raise my kids. And so I like to say I left the car business because I had to. And I came back because I wanted to after my kids were uh-huh. in college and, you know, I could have, you know, the, the brain space to be able to really uh, dive in and do what we needed to do to launch this brand of the U.S. OK, so your reintroduction to the car industry was this deal where you sit now. No. At Fiat. No, it in, was in not. Alfa Romeo. Where, where, what was in between? Uh, Niall Maxwell, who okay. is my business partner at Fiat Alfa Romeo. He, uh, he he brought me back as a consultant to kind of a sales strategist consultant. 
And uh, when I left the car business, that's who I was working for. And, you know, he's a great friend and a great mentor and great partner. So I came back for one year. I'm like, okay, Maxwell. I mean, I remember going home and telling my husband, I'm like, I think Niall just talked me into going back to work for him. Like, that guy can sell anything, right? <laughs> right. And so I was kind of spinning on that. And so about six months into that contract, uh, we received a call from Detroit and the top 200 Chrysler dealers in the country. And they said, we've got this brand that we're thinking about reintroducing to the United States, and we want to invite the top 200 dealers to Detroit to see what we're talking about. But you'd have to know what the, uh, the atmosphere of the business was at the time. It was 2009. Chrysler was in bankruptcy. General Motors was in bankruptcy. You know, dealers were being shut down. So when you walked into this room, you could just feel the oppression. But there was a guy that was on stage to this day is a very, very dear friend of mine. And he was number two at Fiat. And he said, when was the last time you did something for the first time? So if you mm. think about that, when was the last time you did something? Ooh, another tweet, people. Mm-hmm. Get it out there. Isn't that a Boston <laughs> song? Or maybe yeah. Foreigner? No. Yeah. Could have been. Could have been. And so, and that really, I think I was the only one in the room that that hit. And I thought, you know, when, when would be the next time that I could either go really big or I'm going to go home because it's either going to go really big and we're going to make history or it, you know, it'll be an embarrassment. We'll fail and I'll go figure out my next career. Wow. Yeah. Very, very cool. And wasn't, wasn't gas like five bucks a gallon at uh, that no. time? I mean, you don't even know. I, I, I drive by and I see this $1.49. I just want to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that was a good thing for a Fiat, though, because I but think it's that, not in the year 2016. Well, no, of course not. Not in 2016. And I don't but like when living you live in the past. So. <laughs> you love high gas prices. Love mm-hmm. them. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, all those gas guzzlers out there. Oh, so. But it's, you know, it's, it's funny. It's become a conscious decision to. It's not just about the pocketbook for everybody right. that buys a, a smaller, fuel-efficient car, but they want something cool. They want something with, that's sexy, and, and you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, I just see them all over. It's funny. It's like I remember when the dealership opened, and then it's like, boom, I just saw them freaking everywhere. I mean, that is my goal. Didn't you ever – did you – were you selling them at the domain at we the were. beginning? We were crazy. So we opened in the domain. I just, I remember because when we were at that meeting, they gave us this blank canvas and they said, you have to apply and put together your business plan. Uh, and then we're going to pick the best dealers in every market. Well, what I didn't realize was, is that they didn't have a plan. So they wanted the 200 best dealers in the Ideas. country <laughs> yeah, to come up with their plan. So I went on oh, a mission. That's, I get it. That's genius. Yeah, tell us I, how to do this. Yeah, tell us how to do this. <laughs> uh, we want to revolutionize the auto industry. You guys are all broke right now. You're in bankruptcy. No pressure. Oh, man. So I, I remember driving through the domain, and I'm thinking, how are we going to get this? Because there were other dealers in this market that would have liked to have had the franchise. And I'm driving through the domain, and I see this big open space on the corner. And I remember calling Niall, and I said, okay, just let me finish my sentence before you start screaming at me. And he was like, all right. And I said, what do you think about a car, a car dealership at the domain? And he's like, you just want to go shopping. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that too. You know, that too. It's close to Gloria's. I can walk over there for right. lunch. And I have and a bad outfit. Back. I can walk across the street to Dillard's and change mm-hmm. clothes. And, but other than that, I do think it's a good business model. So we sold uh, close to 1,000 cars a year out of the domain. Insane. Broke the world sales so record. You had, a, you had a, I remember when that happened, and I didn't know that you came up with that. So it's, I remember specifically seeing that and going, Oh, that's that's brilliant. Well, you know, everything in my my automotive career has tied back to my fashion roots. So 
when I did the proposal to, Chry at that point, Chrysler Corporation, um, uh, I went in denial and I said, you know, he said, what are you thinking? You know, because we had to do the whole, the vision and the, and the mission and what the sales strategy would look like and who we would be as a brand and da 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 da, -da. And I had just read this book, Delivering Happiness, which is the Zappos shoe story. Mm -hmm. And I went to Nile and I said, so I've got an idea. I said, I just read this great book, you know, Delivering Happiness. And he goes, what is that? And I said, it's, you know, it's the story of Zappos, you know, the internet shoe company. And he's like, oh my God, like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to the domain. Right. I got the shoe company book. Like, I'm a Texas car dealer. <laughs> and uh, anyways, God love him. You know, he is just, he has really put up with a lot. And so we did. And what's the best part is, is that I've now, and Melinda knows this, uh, I was able to meet Jen Lim and Tony Shea uh, at a Cox Automotive event, in fact, that I spoke at and she was speaking at. And she was the author of Delivering Happiness. Oh. So they've come to the dealership now. And, you know, so it's just it's so full circle for me to be able to meet, you know, the Zappos team and how they love what we did at Fiat of Austin with the culture and um, just really trying to revolutionize the auto industry and making it different. Because at the end of the day, you know, we need to sell cars. But you know, we always wanted to be innovators, and we've always wanted to do things differently. Well, it so. was just, I. It, this was years before you and I had ever met, but I just remember seeing that and going, they're going to where the people are yeah. instead of trying to get the people to come yeah. to a dealership that they're not familiar with yet. Right. And it was. It really worked out well. You know, the domain is a community, you know, just with the people living yeah, there. and the still people. growing. My gosh. Yeah, oh, but try exploding. selling cars in the domain at Christmas. Like, uh, our customers would be like, I had to park across I-35 or across Mopac. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a bit of a nightmare. But it was growing pains. And, you know, I just, I never regret it. But I remember getting a call early 2012. And it was an executive with this company called Tesla. And uh, he said, hey, how's that working out for you, selling cars in the domain? I'm like, who's Tesla? Oh, Who wow. are you guys? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, it's great. Like, if it had been Cadillac or somebody that I thought was ever going to be somebody someday, mm -hmm. I might not have given such a glowing report on the domain. Copycatters, just saying. <laughs> Elon's listening right now. So That's a great story. I, I've got hundreds of them. Just hundreds of them. So just, how long has Tesla been up there then? It's been they like, came in after Fiat of Austin, just for the record. Mm. Copycatters. You, I have right. not said you that set out the loud model yet. on that. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I love that. And so, uh, and, and then I know you had been running the, the Fiat dealership, and then I, I just remember seeing it online, the announcement that Alfa, Re Alfa Romeo was reintroducing themselves. Yeah. Which they hadn't been in the States in what would have been like 13 years at least? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, about uh, 19 years, actually. 19 years. They weren't yeah. even selling them here. Why was that? Do you want to know what car I used to drive to high school every day? Oh, Did I you have a Spider Convertible. Oh, that's one of my Here's favorite Here's the thing. Is, it was ever. actually mm -hmm. my dad's car. It was a, the third car, you know, but he didn't drive it to work every day. It was just the weekend. And I could pretty much talk my dad into anything. Still just can. saying. <laughs> I know so your dad. So I was like, Daddy, why don't you teach me how to drive this stick shift? It would be such a bonding experience. So he taught me, and he was so proud because I did it so well. And then I would talk him into it. So, oh, yeah, who was pulling up? In there, <laughs> uh, silver Alfa Romeo Spider, just saying, just convertible. Saying. <laughs> well, we you grew have, up just... like, Melinda, you grew up like my wife. She had never owned a domestic car. Well, actually, here's the funny thing. <laughs> All of our cars were domestic because my uncle was an exec at GM. So we always had, and we, you know, we got the family hoo-ha, whatever. So we always, uh, my dad, all the all our other cars were American cars. They were GM cars. Uh, my whole life, we never had anything. 
the Alpha was, and that was, it was, you know, it was the third car. And, he, and my dad always, he had an MG way, way back, and yeah. then he had the Alpha. That was his, and it kept garage, and that was his weekend car, you know, yeah. that he would buzz Dang. around in. And so, funny story, um, I sold Melinda's dad a car recently, and it was a Buick. <laughs> <laughs> he's still, yes, he's got I a Cadillac and a Buick. Buick. Oh, my so, gosh. Yes, yeah. yes. And he, well, then he also has an Audi, an old Audi convertible now. He's, it's like, he always has to have his little fun the play car. third car. Yeah, the play car. That's a Sunday car. Yes, and he keeps it like in a, you were like, what are you doing? Like, what do you, you know, how, how many cars do you need? But and for whatever. the record, she is still daddy's girl. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, you know, we, we go out to her parents' house in Horseshoe Bay, which is fabulous, I might add. And uh, have a girl's weekend, and she's still daddy's girl. I know. I, I've yeah. got a little girl. Yeah, it doesn't that, suck. that will never change. <laughs> never change. You know? Yep. It's like, no matter how uh, you know frustrated you may get with your little girl at some point, and it does happen, when they come to you and they need you, right? it just feels good. It does. You know, it, it makes you feel good that you can help. That's right. So Everyone I deal with needs that their a dad. lot. Yes. So you had an old spider. The spider is back. Yes, it is. In fact, we just got the spiders in uh, probably about three months ago, and the car is fast. I got to take it out to Coda and run it. Oh, man. We ran it hard, but I probably shouldn't tell this story on air, but <laughs> it was hilarious. So this good friend of mine, he's uh, his name's Ralph Gilles, and he actually ran the Viper Le Mans race team, but he's the lead designer for um, FCA, and so he was out there, and <clears throat> so we, he and I were running the Alfa Romeo. Now, this was just a spec car at the time, so I didn't have the cars in country yet. This is one the factory had sent me. So we, we, we run it pretty hard, and we, we bring it back into the pit. And so he goes over with the, with the Viper race team, and I'm sitting there. I'm thinking, I, I want to go home now. I try to start the car, and it doesn't start. And, of course, the Ferraris were all hating on me, and the Vipers guys were all hating on me. And I'm like, oh, my God, this car won't start right now. <clears throat> so I go over to my friend Ralph, and I said, this is not going to be good because I can't tow this thing out of here because those Ferrari guys will judge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And he goes, they're already judging right now. <laughs> Literally, I'm looking at my phone and my Twitter account is blowing up and there's pictures. Huh, wonder if it's going to start. You thought you were cool in the turns. I mean, these tweets were brutal. So I haven't been out, back out to the track, but um, <laughs> sometimes you just don't want to play in that boy's world, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, you can hang. You can hang with anything. <laughs> but, it, but eventually, for the record, it did start. I brought over the Viper mechanic and he's like, I think you overheated it. And it might have been driver error. You just I don't went know. out and tried to cook it, didn't we did, you? We did. We did. It was fun. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. What do you have planned for the weekend? This weekend. Um, you oh. too, Melinda. I'm coming to you next. Okay. Well, I'm going to put a pitch in. It's the last Saturday of the month. <laughs> and you need to sell some cars. If you were Let's thinking of buying a Fiat yeah. or Alfa Romeo. Yeah, uh. so for one ninety nine a month. No, I'm just kidding. So I'm not, though, actually. If anybody's looking for uh, a car, come see me. Again, again, growing up around with my mom in the car business, you did not want to be around her end of the month. Oh, my gosh. It's brutal. It is mm. brutal, especially January, because December is such a big month for us. Yeah. So we come off, and you're breaking records and all of that. So it's a good and, time to get a really good deal. Yeah, and then here's January. Looking you straight in the face. (laughs) (laughs) And it's cold outside. Just put that on top of it. Oh, it's going to warm up. Yes, it's going to be gorgeous. gorgeous. It's going to be a nice weekend. It's going to be a gorgeous weekend. Lots of people will be out. Great weekend. I'm going to to the beach. Oh, are you? Yeah, because because, uh, Beck has, uh, my son has off school Monday and Tuesday. Leander has some, it's like a weird I don't know. They, I, it, who knows? Teacher in service. Yes, or something one of like those. That. One of those things. Mm-hmm. He has off Monday, Tuesday. So we're going to go down to our place in Galveston and oh, nice hang. And, and the weather's going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be gorgeous down there. And they actually have. I'll have to check it out. This is this is one of their. They do a big Mardi Gras, like two different weekends of Mardi Gras. They have parades, but it's very family style. So I think we're going to go down and check that out. And, Can I go? Dang. Yeah, come on. Come on.
Come on. All right, I know you're not just going to work and, and not play because... You know me? I know... Well, it's not just... Well, I do know you, but <laughs> every car dealer I've ever met, they work so hard. It's work hard, play hard. Play harder. Play really, really hard. Wow. Have you ever met a car dealer that just doesn't play hard when they have some free time, which is usually one day a week? Yeah, you know, I, I think there's something to the car business. I think for us to do what we do on a daily basis, you have to love what you do. And that's what I said. I love what I do, and I love people. So, you know, I think that we play big, and, and there's a lot of passion in what we do, and I, I think it definitely goes into our outside life a lot. Yeah. A nice way to say all my car friends are bigger than life and have a lot of fun. So I know you're going to go do something fun this weekend. What is it? Oh, my gosh. Um, See the pressure I put on her? Yeah, I know. Um, so it's my Porter's birthday party. It's so cute. I've got a 20-year-old young man who works for me, and he came into my office the other day, and he said, my mom wants to know if you'll come to my birthday dinner Saturday Aww. night. And his name's Nick Lavaro, so happy birthday, Nick. And I said, yes, of course I'm going to come to your birthday party. Can I have a cocktail? <laughs> like, like, like is your mother going to judge me? Cause, uh. <laughs> and he's like, no, my mom knows you. It's all good. That's <laughs> she awesome. follows you on See? Facebook. <laughs> that shows great. the kind of person you are, that you're going to go to your Porter's birthday party. Oh, I love him. He's, he's wonderful. That's so, awesome. That's probably the highlight. And then my grandson tomorrow night is tomorrow's Friday. Wait, He's, you're a grandmother? Right? What? How'd that happen? Oh my gosh. <laughs> How did that happen? My, How did people, you probably get that response a lot when if you mention, oh, my grandson. Well, Melinda will tell you, I, I already have a response. He, he came to the door about a month ago, and, and so I'm Lala, or Queen Lisa, whichever one we go with that day. <laughs> and, um, and so he, he gets to the front door, and my daughter's standing behind him, and he knocks, and he says, are you my grandma? And I said, who told you that? And he goes, my mommy said, you're my grandma. And I said, your mommy lies. <laughs> and my daughter, I hope she's listening to this right now. She about passed out. She's like, he's trying to figure out because otherwise he doesn't think he has a grandma. I go, he doesn't need a grandma. He has a lala. It's, it's that, a whole new category. Yeah. So mommy lies. Tweet that, everybody. <laughs> Hang tight. Don't go anywhere. We're going to say your last goodbye. Always a pleasure. Melinda Garvey, thanks for coming up. Go thanks pick for up, having us. Get the new Austin woman. Yes, well, new. It'll be going out tomorrow, February issue. The jam. Uh, yeah. The out of Austin will have them at the dealership. You can there pick you one go. up there. There you go. You co go see Lisa, and you'll, you can pick them up there. You can Absolutely. grab, uh, yeah. read my column in there, which was late, but. But awesome. Best, Good. best, best ever. See, I just if you need, are a woman, need, you're going to be like everybody's, you know, you're going to have some stalkers. You're going to have some people like, JB, I love you. I just need one or two or three <laughs> or four extra days sometimes. JB had some stalkers <laughs> last weekend at uh, Empowering a Billion Women. Did I? EBW. Oh, I yeah. was oblivious oh, to you it. You were a guy that got it. I was oblivious. <laughs> I was just head down and working around that crowd. Mm -hmm. And uh, so thank you, Melinda. Lisa Copeland, it's a pleasure. It was a lot of fun hanging with you this morning. All right, thank Good you. Good deals to be had at Fiat Alfa Romeo. Get your daughters that Sunday car. Yeah, right? or a daily car. Or, or a, a used daily car. car. <laughs> Whatever it is. I just love, <laughs> the whole, I love the whole Sunday car like your dad had. <laughs> Everyone's got to have a fun car at some point in their life, don't they? Yep. Yes. yes. I feel strongly. I need one. Well, come on. I know. I know. I'll get there. <laughs> I have an Alfa Romeo with your name on it, JB. Oh, man. Are you kidding me? I've always wanted That's a bucket list thing for me is own an Alfa Romeo. Just come pick one up today, and I'm going to let you drive one for a couple of days. Oh, You'll look good. Gosh, you're torturing me. <laughs> <laughs>